1: you are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSEN Prime Time.
3: We're off and running on a Football Friday Championship weekend. The Tulane Green Wave. Less than 24 hours from now, will they be hoisting their first conference championship trophy since this gentleman? Was their quarterback. Who is he? He's Sean King. Won a Super Bowl. Should have won the Conference USA Player of the Year twice. Only won it once. Travesty. But they'll make up for it this weekend when they take care of business. I'm Tim Murray. Sean, I'm, I'm juiced up. I'm feeling good. Hopefully some bets hit this weekend. But as of right now, haven't
2: lost a bet yet this weekend. So I'm feeling good. I'm fired up, Tim, because I know what today and tomorrow are like. You may not know anyone on North Texas. You may not know anyone on University of Texas San Antonio. But listen, they are playing for conference supremacy. After that, Southern Cal, Utah, Pac-12 title for USC potential birth Mm -hmm. into the college football playoff. Man, listen, I'm ready to watch great games tonight in this wonderful sport of football and hopefully win some money as well. So I'm fired up, and about 22 hours from now, Yes, the coin will be flipped. The team that receives the ball will be determined. And down in the most amazing city in this great country, none other than Nowlands, Louisiana. My Tulane Green Wave, yes! Led by Willie Fritz and the best running back in college football, Tajay Spears. If you don't know that name, watch this game. Tulane at home versus Central Florida for the American Athletic Conference title let's roll wave roll if you don't know this name watch
3: this game I like that that's one. right baby that was
2: Ty good. J Spears
3: all right there you go two Lane a four point favorite uh I gave it out on the Vison college Bet- uh, football betting podcast I laid the money line earlier this week we talked about it on the show minus 160 so I am riding with you your boy
2: 30 to1 ticket 30 to one yep. ticket. On two lanes to win the American Athletic Conference title. Let's go, baby. Yes, you did.
3: Go. Gave that out on the show. Well done. Hopefully, we bring it home. Hopefully, we both are cash and tickets. Yours probably a little larger than mine. (laughs) (laughs) I just need him to win. You just need him to win. We got a lot to get to. We got a big show ahead of us. We mentioned it USC Utah sellout at Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas, the Pac 12 championship. And we will talk to Hans Olsen. Uh, who uh, I've worked with on Bowl Season Radio. He is a radio host in Salt Lake City. He's in town. Won't be joining us in person, but he will be joining us on the phone to preview USC and Utah. Uh, Fascinating, fascinating. When you look at that point spread, when you read the market to this point, and where the money has been coming in. So we'll talk to Hans coming up, bottom of this hour. Speaking of behind the counter Sean Chris Andrews, his weekly visit with us normally at 8:30 Eastern. We're pushing him up today to seven o'clock Eastern, top of the next hour, because we need to know what the handle and where the money is coming in on Utah USC couple other conference championships, as Sean mentioned, too. The Conference USA getting going at 7.30 Eastern with North Texas visiting UTSA. So we will talk to Chris Andrews a little earlier tonight than normal at 7 o'clock Eastern. Kenny White, his best picks have been red hot this year. He will join us at 7.30 Eastern, and then we'll revisit the NFL at 8.30 Eastern with Sam Munson from Pro Football Focus. I'll just mention this. I was texting with... uh, A friend of yours, friend of mine, over at the Westgate Superbook, John Murray. Five to one ticket count right now on the USC Trojans. And I think you're going to see similar numbers pop up. Bet MGM, DraftKings. We'll see what Chris Andrews has to say. People believe that they are getting USC on sale. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. We'll see how it all plays out.
2: Yeah, I went ahead and bought Utah up to four. So I'm, I'm working with more than a field goal. Yeah, yeah, I won't take any chances. Uh, so that way if Caleb drives them down, they kick a field goal to win it. I still cash tickets. So All right. I'm just hoping to see a great game.
3: Uh, I think it will be. I really do. Uh, I have Utah plus three. We talked about it earlier this week. I'm still rolling with the Utes. And uh, we will get to our confidence picks a little bit later on in this hour. But let's get to it, Sean. A lot of news trickling out. So let's start with a little bettable or forgettable, and how about this? Justin Fields, Sean King, has been removed from the injury report. He's ready to go. Matt Eberflis said he is 100% bettable or forgettable heading into a showdown at home on well, Sunday afternoon against the Green Bay Packers. Well, this is
2: bettable, and if you believe in trends, and just go blindly bet. The Bears, Packers, over 44. I don't know how this game stays under 44. If Justin Fields is healthy, Aaron Rodgers looks to be healthy and going to play. I mean, this 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 game to me gets in the low 50s. I, I like the over now that I know Fields is playing.
3: Matt Eberflus, uh said that Trevor Simeon, other injury renews, underwent season ending surgery to repair a oblique injury that he suffered last week during pregame
2: warm ups. Was uh, he doing that crazy thing that Dak does? You know where he kicked the hip out. <laughs> I don't know. What he was doing. <laughs> I gotta get video of when he actually hurt I've himself. I've never
3: seen someone uh get injured during pregame warmups, but uh there you go. Uh, I will uh I will say this uh sticking with this game, the man who and it's not this one's not his fault. Mm-hmm but he seems to be just snake bit. David Bakhtiari, Sean, out for Sunday. Needed an emergency appendectomy. So the starting left tackle for the Packers, oft injured, uh, had to get his appendix removed. He is out, bettable or forgettable.
2: Well, well I hope he, he's healthy. They're used to playing without him. He's not available often. I will say this, though, uh, and our great producer, Britton Hess, just uh, mentioned in our ear, if you want to play this total, you need to get it now. If you can find 44, go ahead and take the over Remember, it stayed at 43-and-a-half the majority of the week. With this announcement, now it's at 44. Britain said some places have already gone up to 45-and-a-half. So this total is on the move. If you want to get in on what I think will be an easy ticket to cash, and let's go ahead and grab some Bears-Packers over 44.
3: Hmm. Might be mentioning someone's confidence picks a little bit later on.
2: Uh oh. I took a different approach oh. this week on confidence yeah. picks.
3: Well, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. We'll get to those
2: later. I had to alter my strategy.
3: Bengals and Chiefs this weekend. Big showdown in Cincinnati. And uh, as we're watching Sports Center right there, Joe Mixon did practice today. He has cleared concussion protocol. And there's optimism that Jamar Chase will be on the field Sunday afternoon. Sean, I know you have a strong opinion on this game as there are twos out there, some two-and-a-halves. Kansas City, the slight road favorite after losing not once but twice to the Cincinnati Bengals a year ago.
2: Yeah, I hope Joe Mixon plays, and I hope that uh, Jamar Chase plays. All it's going to do is solidify Patrick Mahomes' MVP. I think the Chiefs quarterback goes crazy. This is my top play of the weekend i love the kansas city chiefs laying under a field goal versus the cincinnati Bengals. i I just can't wait for this contest mahomes has been waiting for this opportunity to really go ahead and create a can't catch up level of separation between him and everyone else in this mvp race i like the chiefs to go into cincinnati and get it done
3: Washington Commanders hit the road and take on the New York Giants. Taylor Heineke this year, 6-0-1 ATS uh, since taking over for Carson Wentz. Antonio Gibson listed as questionable dealing with a foot injury, so he was uh, downgraded. Uh, J.D. McKissick has already been placed on IR. Brian Robinson Jr., though, coming off of his best game as a pro last week against the Atlanta Falcons, Sean, is this bettable or forgettable news that Antonio Gibson currently (laughs) listed as questionable for the commanders? You
2: know, I I think it's bettable, and there's something tricky about this game. I'm not going to play it, but I'm telling you, if you are going to play it, Take the Giants plus two and a half points. How about this for historical context? The New York Giants are 11-2 and two against the spread coming off a Thursday game. Mm. That is a significant, significant statistic that's applicable in this situation. Like I said on Thanksgiving morning on Follow the Money, the Giants were the right side. We have some people in our production room today who didn't quite believe me, but I went out and got a brand new vase because I want my flowers while I'm still alive. So I will get those at some point this week, and I'm telling you, going to get involved in this game. The Giants are on the right side, in my opinion. Did
3: you put that in your confidence pick last week? Nope.
2: Oh, okay. Because I didn't send them in.
3: Yeah, I know. I, I was aware of that. Um, I think the Giants are the most teasable side of the weekend with the lowest total, one of the lowest totals on the board at 40 and a half, some forties out there to tease up a division game. By the way, division unders now 34 18 and one after another under cashing last night with the Patriots and the Bills, which we'll get to here in just a second. Um, I think this giant's leg is very teasable up to eight and a half. Just find the proper dance partner, which Mm -hmm. is not always the easiest thing to do. Speaking of which, Sean King, and I'm curious to get your thoughts. Maybe we can expand on this more a little bit later. But Mac Jones on the sideline shown (laughs) last night saying, throw the bleeping ball, the quick game. Isn't working. I'm paraphrasing because we can't say certain words on these <clears throat> airwaves. Sean King moving forward for the Patriots. Their second year quarterback does not seem to be thrilled with his play caller. Is this better or forgettable as the Patriots we have up there at now six and six two seventy-five to make the
2: playoffs. Well, the game's already been played, so it's not really better. But for the playoffs, uh, make the I playoffs. don't think a lot of people believe in the Patriots outside of Nikki Pats, who's part of for the wonderful production side you know, of Veezen's primetime show. He's a diehard Patriot fan. You know, all the things we got going on in this world, uh, to sign up for that kind of pain and grief voluntarily, it just doesn't make any sense. I'll say this, I don't know what the Patriots are going to do. Maybe they make a change at quarterback, maybe they don't. Uh, This was doomed from the start. They have a defensive guy calling the plays. They have a special teams guy coaching the quarterbacks. This was never going to work. And now we're seeing it fall apart right in front of us. It's actually very entertaining unless you're a Patriots fan. And who would want to be that? So before we hit a break, he said the quick game sucks. Well, it all sucks. They don't do anything well. They don't (laughs) throw the ball down the field well. They don't run the football well. He's not playing quarterback well. The offensive line isn't blocking well. And Matt Patricia, darn sure, isn't game planning well. So it's just all bad in New England. But again, who would want to be a Patriots fan? Why would you voluntarily sign yourself up for that?
3: Have won like six Super Bowls, haven't they? We'll talk Utah USC championship just around the corner. It is Vison Prime Time.
2: Zigazoo
0: has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is, I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with five good things a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.
1: Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro.
3: Billie's vocals. It was automatic art.
0: You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80. feels just right don't miss it mark your calendars and be the first to see it march 20th at 7 p.m eastern only on iHeartRadio's youtube channel save the date at new-qx80.com 2025 qx80 coming this summer
4: this is Prime primetime with tim
2: murray and sean king on vcin the sports betting network
3: For terms and conditions, must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alongside two-lane green wave great Sean King, I am Tim Murray. He is fired up for his two-lane green wave.
2: I am, man. They're probably headed to the hotel now. If they aren't already there, getting ready to get comfortable, get ready for pregame meal, man. I'm not pre-game, the night before meal. Get to the room, you know, get your little DVD or something going, get some good rest. DVD. Well, Netflix. You know what I mean. I mean, come on. I'm showing my age. You, know you are I mean. showing your age. You know what I mean. <laughs> You're gonna pop in a movie into the VCR, you know. Somebody gave me an actual CD the other day, and I don't have anywhere to play it. <laughs> like I went, I look everywhere in my car. It doesn't even have a CD player.
3: Uh, we will certainly talk about Tulane. Taking on UCF as the show goes on. Uh, Will it be in either one of our confidence picks? To be determined. Uh, That's coming up a little bit later on in this hour. Uh, Once again, we will get a preview in-depth of USC Utah with Hans Olsen, former BYU Cougar, now radio host in Salt Lake City. He's here in town uh, and he's going to have a pregame show of his own coming up uh, on his station here shortly, so we appreciate him jumping on uh, in 15 minutes. But I want to get to USC and Utah, Sean. Kickoff coming up at eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Pacific. And the line, you know, and we'll talk to Chris Andrews about this. And he said it before, so I'm gonna paraphrase. But he says he has said sometimes the line tells you the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's two and a half, and this is in generalities, if it's two and a half, dogs live. If it's three and a half. It's probably telling you the favorite is the right side. He said that one weekend. And it didn't play out. Everyone got all mad. Look, Chris has been doing this a long time. He has. Things don't always hit. But he said, just speaking as, sometimes that number tells you the story. And that's where we're at. There are a couple threes here at circuits. actually two in favor of USC. And John Ewing from Bet MGM tweeted this out a couple hours ago. 84% of the bets, 91% of the money on USC. Over at vsyn.com, you can check out our betting splits, one of our many great pieces, part of our website. And I think this is a part of the page that people view a lot. It's from DraftKings. It's updated every 10 minutes, Sean. 86% of the handle, 84% of the bets on USC. Here in Las Vegas, John Murray from the Westgate Superbook said his ticket count is around, is over 5 to 1 on USC. Sometimes the public wins. Absolutely possible. I'm on Utah. I took the three. Am I nervous? Yeah, a little bit. But I do think Utah is the type of team that is physical enough to hold up against Utah. A lot of questions I have for you, Sean, but the first one I want to ask is Mm -hmm. the playing the same team for the second time in the same year. How legitimate is it? Obviously Tulane is doing this on Saturday. Uh, They're playing UCF for the second time this year. Mm -hmm. Everybody just kind of says, well, you know, if you're playing a good team for two times, it's really hard to beat them two times. I imagine that's kind of fair, but uh, I guess assess this game and it being the second
2: time that these two teams have played. Well, I think all the comparisons aren't the same. They're, they're, there's sure. not e- uniform equality across the board when it comes to playing a same team a second time. A lot of State, has,
3: Boise State, you can't even right. compare. One was Jake Hayner, Jake didn't Hayner which yeah.
2: is this one, and the first one wasn't. Yeah. You know, this particular situation, what do you think the environment in Allegiant is going to be like? Is it going to be pro-Utah? Do the Utes travel better Than the Trojans. Because one of the big issues for SC in the first game, they were on the road. Mm -hmm. Weather was not bad, so you can't add the weather in. In this rematch, I have a feeling that it's still going to be pro-Utah. It's going to feel like a home game for the Utes that works in Utah's favor. I also think because of the style of play Utah wants to play, this advantage goes to Coach Whittingham. I think he has seen Caleb Williams now. They've had to run with Jordan Adelson. He's seen Lincoln Murray in-game, the adjustments he made to what they were doing defensively. He saw how difficult a time they had guarding their uh, tight end Kincaid. So I think I'm leaning Utah in this game. I really am. And I I don't want to lean Utah, Tim, because I want Southern Cal and TCU to win. Because I want them to get into the college football playoff. I think they've had the kind of seasons that are deserving of being rewarded. But everything inside of me, this is like that same gut feeling I had on Thanksgiving when everybody was on Dallas. I think the Lions were coming off of getting mollywopped by the, uh, I mean, the Giants were coming off of getting mollywopped by the Lions. And, you know, Dallas had just demolished Minnesota. And I said, listen, I think the Giants are going to stand up, stand tall. Division opponent, I don't think it's going to be an easy win. I was right. SC coming off this run of Caleb looking spectacular, looking like Patrick mahomes light versus UCLA and then Notre Dame and all the adulation surrounding the Trojans, and we're back. And, you know, Kyle Winningham just sitting in the cut. Okay. Oh, y'all already gave Caleb Williams the Heisman, huh? (laughs) Uh, Why why even go to Vegas, guys? They've already given USC the Pac-12 title. I just think Utah's a dangerous snake laying there in the grass, so I'm riding with the Utes plus the points. So a couple things. And so last
3: year, Utah played Oregon mm-hmm. regular season, smoked them. They played a couple weeks later, here in Las Vegas, did it again. So they've they've shown their capabilities of winning against a quality opponent two times in the same year. Now that Utah team, I would say, was better, mm-hmm. healthier. Uh, Tavion Thomas, the running back, is is done for the year. That's a big loss for Utah. Travis Dye done for the year. Austin Jones has played really well. He has. However, I thought Notre Dame's game plan last week was to essentially say, in addition to not tackling Caleb Williams, which they had a really hard time of doing, they didn't want to give up the big plays, the Jordan Addison and all the receivers. Austin Jones was just running through gaping holes. They ran a 3-3-5. I don't think Utah is going to implement that type of defensive scheme. I could be wrong. We'll talk to Hans Olsen about that, too. 2019, Utah came to Vegas. If they won that game, they would go to the college football playoff. Mm -hmm. Oregon came in here with Justin Herbert and beat him up good. And I think that still is sticking in the craw of Kyle Whittingham. And he knows, yes, the Pac-12 hasn't been there since Washington in, what was it, 2015, 2016, when they lost to uh, Alabama. I think he would love nothing more than to ruin the opportunity for USC to make the playoff. And I think this team's going to be buttoned up. Dalton Kincaid's health worries me. He's, He's a bit banged up from all accounts. He was obviously unstoppable from USC last time out. But USC continues to show that they struggled to slow down tight ends. Michael Mayer had a big game, even though he basically is the entire pass-catching threats for Notre Dame. And he was still able to get, I think, over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Drew Pine, who, in my eyes, I'm curious yours, I don't know how much you've watched of Drew Pine, he's, in my opinion, like a group of five-level starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. He had the best game of his career last week, Sean.
2: I was going to say, Cameron Rising
3: is, is a better quarterback than Drew Pine.
2: And he's much more athletic. And he can run. I, I think what you saw Dorian Thompson do with his legs, you know, was why UCLA was able to stay in that game in spite of Thompson turning the football over multiple times. So for me, the blueprint is Cameron Rising on third down, uses his legs to pick up some first downs. Utah protects the football, mm-hmm. shortens the game gets the game to the fourth quarter, and then they find a way to win it. I think this is going to be a competitive game, start to finish. It's just something about the way I think Whittingham's going to have his team ready to play. And the only reason that I'm not going, like, jumping off the desk right now is because Caleb Williams is a special player. Yes. Sometimes you can he do terrified. everything right with that kind of player, and he just does something that only he can do. But I do think he's got a big turnover game coming. I think he's got a game. He carries that ball without great ball security. He throws the ball into coverage because he trusts his arm talent at an unbelievably high level, as he should. But Utah's the kind of team they're going to be where they're supposed to be. They're going to take advantage of mistakes if they're presented to them. I think Caleb ends up turning the ball over a couple times. Utah controls time and possession. Utah finds a way to get this thing to the last minute, two minutes of the fourth quarter. We'll see what happens. I don't know if they went out right, but they do cover.
3: Cam Rising had 415 passing yards against USC in Salt Lake City back in early October. What you hit on is the biggest thing. USC is plus 22 in the turnover margin last week. Last week, or this year, last week, 2-0 against Notre Dame. Huge fumble by Drew Pine. Interception by Drew Pine. Utah makes it even. You got to prove it to me, USC. We will see what Hans Olsen thinks of Utah USC next. This is V-SIN Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on vSIND, the Sports Betting Network. The Cyber Monday deal, guess what? It's Friday. We extended it, baby. Sign up today to become a vSIND Pro subscriber, and you'll get a daily recap of the top plays made by vSIND show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive daily betting reports plus our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. New VSIN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VSIN store. The VSIN store is a great place to shop for VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is an extended Cyber Monday offer. And it won't last long. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It's championship weekend. Sean's alma mater on the field tomorrow to take on the UCF Golden Knights for the AAC championship. And tonight here in lovely Las Vegas, it is the Pac-12 championship. It is a sellout. It is Utah And it will be USC with a total of 67 and a half and a spread of two and a half. And to talk more about it, Hans Olsen, who is a host on KSL up there in Salt Lake City, will be hosting a pregame show here in just about a half hour. So we appreciate you jumping on with us, Hans. I know you're here in town. You're at the Mandalay Bay, which is a great walkover to Allegiant Stadium. Give us the early vibe check. More Utah or USC fans right now?
4: And I would say it's a pretty wide margin. It feels like, man, one and a half to one. It's looking like maybe a 65, 35, somewhere in there. It's it's pretty healthy Utah right now, guys.
3: All right. And, I mean, you living up there, the vibe on this team, and we'll get into the X's and O's in just in two seconds, but, you know, the feeling of... of of this Ute nation right now heading in there and having the opportunity to almost reverse what happened in 2019, right? Hans, Hans, 2019, Utah comes here, Oregon beats them, removes them from the discussion for the college football playoff. It's an opportunity for the Utes to do the same exact thing here to USC.
4: It's a complete repeat from last year. You know, a couple of extra losses in there, but a repeat from last year, which was phenomenal. This is why... I believe Kyle Whittingham came back. I, I think that Kyle Whittingham's right on the edge of his age. He, he's accomplished what he's going what he wanted to accomplish. But he came back to throw a repeat. I also think he wants to get back to the Rose Bowl. But I, I don't think he wants to go back to the Rose Bowl to lose to Ohio State. I think he wants to go back there and get a win. It looks like it might be Penn State, though, yeah. not Ohio State this time. But uh, he wants to get a Rose Bowl victory so that when his statue is sitting outside of Rice-Eccles Stadium, It's got some type of Rose Bowl attachment, (laughs) some type of couple-pack of 12 championship attachments. He's done it all, Tim. It's pretty impressive what he's done, Sean.
2: You know, uh, as I look at this game and I'm trying to figure out, okay, how Utah wins, one of the ways, I think, is controlling time of possession. And uh, losing Tavion Thomas does not help that. But talk to me a little bit about Michael Bernard and Jalen Glover and, and is that tandem enough to make up for the loss of Thomas?
4: I love that you asked that. I think there are a couple of, different, couple of different options here. So, believe it or not, the best option right now that they've got started out the season as a quarterback. He was a Texas transfer, came in as their third four-string quarterback in the fall camp. They get four or five games in, They're having fumble issues. Tavian Thomas is having grade and, and other issues. And the next thing you know, Jaquindon Jackson gets in and starts taking reps. As he's taking reps, he's showing high potential. They move him from quarterback to running back full time. The guy starts taking more carries and he ends up really putting together some good yardage, some good show with his legs, looking really good. And so I believe that Jaquindon Jackson is going to take the bulkier carries today against USC. I think Mekhi Bernard, probably your second leading rusher, but Jaquindon Jackson really has to pick up the pace and pick up where Tavian Thomas is leaving off.
2: Uh, Other question I have, Dalton Kincaid. I mean, he had a career against USC the last time. 16 (laughs) catches, 234 (laughs) yards, and a touchdown. We've heard that he is slightly banged up. Like, where is he at health-wise? I know he's going to play.
4: He is going to play. I would put him at, you know, 85%, 90%. I-, I think that he's been banged up all year. I think he's going to be dealing with all kinds of pains. But you talk about just rock-solid, tough kid. This guy has no quit. He's got all drive. So I expect him to play and I expect him to play extremely well. He's a very, very tough kid, so I expect him to I expect him to do really well
3: today. We're talking to Hans Olsen, who I believe is walking back to his uh, his broadcast uh, situation there over at the Mandalay here in Las Vegas, as he is uh, in Vegas for Utah and USC. Check him out on 97.5 up there in Salt Lake City, KSL. Follow him on Twitter at 975. Hans, we've talked for five minutes you're a Utah guy, so it makes sense So we talk about the Utes, but the elephant in the room is how do you slow down a guy that looks like Patrick Mahomes as of right now? Uh, that's Caleb Williams. He was phenomenal last week against Notre Dame. He was phenomenal against Utah. He has risen to the occasion, Hans, despite the loss at Utah, but he rose to the occasion against UCLA, rose against Notre Dame. What does Utah do? I don't know if you can stop him but to at least slow him down tonight and, and maybe, as Sean was mentioning last segment, maybe get Caleb Williams to, to cough the ball up, which they have done such a good job so far of avoiding.
4: He's a beautiful player, isn't he? <laughs> I just think he is He is what football is all about. Just grace, accuracy, speed, great nose for the ball. It was crazy, Tim. So I was at that Pac-12 media day's and had an opportunity to have an interview with Caleb Williams. And he came over with an entourage. He came over probably four or five people deep. Every person watching his lips as the mic was close to it, listening to every single word he said, knowing that he was going to be a big time part of what USC needed to come back to where they've come back. And I'm telling you, this guy's got incredible poise. Incredible poise. And, and you're right. You're not going to stop him. He went for 380 plus and five touchdowns through the air last time he played against Utah. Utah played him a little bit slow and soft in the rush. You know, Shauna, there are so many different ways to attack a speed quarterback. but Utah decided that they're going to run a four down. They're going to press into their linemen. They're going to two-gap into their linemen make sure that those gaps were shut down. It really reduced the rush until they got to the fourth quarter. They threw their hands in there and said, screw it. We're going to get after him. That actually worked a little bit better. I expect Utah to really come after Caleb, see if they can get the pressure and force it back in their direction.
2: Well, I think it's got to be controlled aggression. I think the one thing that uh, if I was Kyle Winningham, I would be talking about pursuit. We got to get multiple guys to the football and I think when you see teams rush him, he's at his best when the rush isn't coordinated. If you leave gaps in how guys rush, if the contained guy doesn't contain, if the guy that's supposed to push him out of the pocket decides to become a selfish player and, and run outside, like those are the ways that, that he really hurts you. But if you just get multiple hats to the ball, his ball security is not good. You can create turnovers if you get more than one guy to him.
4: Yeah, and that's the crazy thing is I've seen just through the year back Twelve defenses attempt to get there. And as you said, that selfish rush gets so many guys in trouble. And you get that over-energized rush. The other thing is he's got such great drop-off points. He's so good in in dropping that ball off under pressure. But you're right, the selfish rush – will absolutely destroy you in this game because he loves to run where Lane's been vacated off a of rush. I, I feel like you're caught as a defensive coordinator against this guy. I just don't even feel like there's a, a right option to play against him. The only thing you can try to do is match him on points, and that's what Utah was able to do last time and beat him with a two-point conversion. Yeah, it, it, and instead of taking the tie and kicking the, the extra point, you go for a two point, and you end it at your own home. It was, it was very telling. It, it, even Kyle Whittingham in Rice-Eccles Stadium, he didn't want to go to overtime with Kayla Williams. He's like, "No, I'm, I'm ending this. We're going two point conversion. I'm into this." And you know, you end forty two, forty three. I, th- I just don't think. I mean, I think you can draw, up some things defensively, but I go into this game and I'm like, all right. Andy Ludwig, offensive coordinator for Utah. You've got to get me 42 points. I got a what? You've got to <laughs> manufacture 42 freaking points. Do you hear me? Because if you don't get that, we're probably going to lose this game. Andy Ludwig's got a ton of weight on his shoulders because, Sean, you and I both know, Kalen Williams is probably going to go, probably going to go for 350 plus yards, four touchdowns through the air, get you another 35 to 40 rushing yards on the ground, maybe another ground touchdown. And they're going to have a minimum of 38 points. So Utah better put their big point pants on and get ready for a big time game. And don't turn the ball over, Hans. We
3: appreciate Great it. Stuff, Great Hans. stuff. Enjoy the game. Long time no Thanks. Thanks so much, guys. There he is, Hans Olsen. You Hans can in hear the him. middle of it. He was walking <laughs> through all of that. Our picks for the weekend.
0: yours there are no bots trolls or AI because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only and that is fun (laughs) try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely download the Zigazoo app today that's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O
1: as someone who lives for politics when a major scandal unfolds
2: it was shocking
1: I have to know
4: This is vSIND Primetime with
2: Tim Murray and Sean King on vSIND, the sports betting network.
3: Attention, BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's refer a friend program. Just sign in your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification. Eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN prime time. Coming up top of the hour, we'll get the latest from behind the counter. What is the liability? What is the ticket count on USC and Utah? We'll find out. From Chris Andrews, sportsbook director at the South
2: Point. That's Sean King. Let me say something. Because I'm Tim you're Murray. Tim Murray. I am Tim the Murray. The ginger genius himself. If you are somewhere where they offer college props, we just got a gem from Hans Olson. Hans mm-hmm. Olson. Jaquandon Jackson, the Utah running back, he thinks is going to be the workhorse in this game. Went back, I think he had three touchdowns versus the Colorado Buffs. That puts him on the radar, which means he most likely will have a player prop in states where your app allows you to wager on college football games player props. So look at Jaquindon Jackson over his rush total. We don't have that here in Vegas, so I'm not sure exactly what it is, but uh, might be an opportunity to cash a little ticket. You know, if you're not comfortable either backing the Utes or the Trojans feeling like this number is where it should be. Jaquindan Jackson, running back from Utah, converted quarterback, Hans Olsen, who covers the Utah Utes, just said he's probably the starter and going to carry the bulk of the load tonight for the Utes' run game.
3: Yeah, great stuff there from Hans, who was uh, walking over, and he said, in case you missed it, right at the beginning of his interview, he felt like it would be about 65 to 35 Utah Which is big.
2: Yeah. Which is big. Uh, There are moments in games where you start to show cracks where it seems like the momentum is going to change and evolve, having that support system to re-energize, to refocus you during those moments where sometimes they can win or lose a game, they can create an ebb and flow. Momentum-wise, I think that's a great asset for the Utes. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm fired up.
3: Yeah. I'm I think it's going to be a great up. game. I, look, I have Utah, so let's get to our confidence picks. And uh, I'll start. I put three points. So if you're, in case you're wondering – We've been doing this all football season long. This is our final week.
2: I think you conspired against me.
3: I did not. I, I swear. I think you and Britain
2: got together and conspired against me. I am up by 13
3: points. I have also I, I – we'll show you our confidence picks. So, by the way, it's 15 points, and we have one big dog. That's essentially the free roll. I swear on everything that is holy, I did not see your picks until right now as they are showing up here. Fresno State is our one crossover when it comes to our five games, Sean. And you can't say anything about Fresno State. I've been talking about Fresno State all week. I gave it out on the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. I wrote it up for VEASAN.com. Listen, uh, on let me, let me State.
2: say Chiefs-Bengals might be my player of the year. Okay. I, I think Patrick Mahomes has waited for this stage. I think he's going to be unbelievable in how he performs. I know the Bengals are getting Joe Benson back, and presumably – Jamar Chase, but I just love the Chiefs in this spot. I think they come out and handle business. Fresno State, completely different team. With Jake Hainer at quarterback. I faded Boise State at BYU a few weeks back at Boise. One of my plays of the year that cashed here for those that follow VEASAN's prime time. I love Fresno with Jake Hainer. I think they get it done here in the Mountain West Conference title game. Seahawks at Rams. Listen, the Rams are trying now a Canadian Football League team. Like, this team is like USFL caliber. No offense to those two (laughs) leagues, but listen, the big boys is not there. No Aaron Donald, no Matthew Stafford, no Cooper Cup. Seattle's coming off of giving up a lead late to the Raiders. They're in a must-win situation from a playoff scenario standpoint. I like the fighting Geno Smiths to get it done in L.A. Also, Tulane, my alma mater, T-U, yes, they're going to get it done Saturday in a rematch versus a Central Florida team that came into Nowlands and put it on as good. But guess what? Reese Plumley, who rushed for 200 yards that day, he's not healthy. Even if he plays, he's not close to 100%. I like Tulane, and they all everything running back Ty J Spears to get it done. Uh, Troy versus the Coastal Carolina. Our good friend Brad Powers loved Troy. I agree with him. I think a lot of distractions going on there in Conway, South Carolina. Their course, their head coach, Jamie Chadwell, is he going to Liberty? Is he going to South Florida? Is he staying? Is McCall, their quarterback, gonna play? If he was supposed to play midweek, he wasn't going. I just think there's too much going on versus a really good Troy team. Troy wins, I think, by at least two touchdowns. And my upset special of the week is tonight. North Texas money line versus UTSA. Hey, UTSA quarterback pretty good now, so yes, don't go crazy with this wager. But for context on this, our upset pick has to be a touchdown or more underdog. So mm-hmm. I, I could not go Utah or some of the smaller lines, and I don't believe North Carolina is going to be Clemson, so I went with North Texas to pull the upset.
3: Yeah, uh, I did too. Um, and uh, North Texas and UTSA played earlier this year. Went down to the wire. UTSA scored a touchdown in the closing minute. So, look, North, Ke- North Texas beat them to to wrap up the regular season last year. So, I'm with you. Uh, I think plus eight and a half is, is worth a look. Uh, you see one spot DraftKings has dropped to eight. Uh, but I'll run through my plays. Utah plus the three. Uh, this is a massive anti-public play. Anywhere you look, we'll find out more from Chris Andrews coming up top of the hour, uh, what his number has been. And there's still a three out there uh, at Caesars right now. I actually scooped up a little bit more uh, before the start of the show uh, with Utah plus three. So if you like USC, there's still two and a halfs out there, but there is a three. What is telling to me, Sean, about this is that South Point, Chris Andrews, we'll talk to him in just a little bit, put up a three, Couple hours ago, that's gone. So clearly, some sharp money coming in on that key number of three. We'll see how the game plays out. Uh, we just heard from Hans Olsen, who, I'll be honest, didn't give us a prediction. Sean didn't seem too optimistic, though.
2: Well, he seemed like he was going to take a lot of points. He loves <laughs> he loves him some so Caleb maybe Williams. It's the over, he was sounding like the, uh, Utah needed forty-two. Or more to win this game, so I think that total six at what, 67 67, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, so I'm assuming Hans is playing the over.
3: Well, uh, as long as it's close, that works for me. Uh, Fresno State, to jump in a little bit more on this, I've heard a lot of people this week, Sean, talk about the stout Boise State defense. Who have they played that has a pulse through the air? You know who they played? BYU. You know what Jaron Hall did? He threw for 377 on them. The teams that they have beaten outside of Fresno State this year, who remember played that game with Logan Fife, every single team Boise State beat this year has a passing rating, a rank of 100 or worse. They have not faced someone like Jay Haner. Jake Haner, by the way, when he was healthy beginning of the year, they played Oregon State. They lost that game at the gun 35 32. Jay Kaner threw for 360 yards against Oregon State. You know how many yards Caleb Williams threw for against Oregon State? Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman Trophy. 180. Jay Kaner's the real deal. They got weapons, and uh, I just like the points. Jeff Tedford's their head coach. He's won a Mountain West Championship before at Boise State, against Boise State, I should say. So I'll take the points with Fresno State. Um, this one, I was going back and forth. I think we get our, the best effort from Georgia right out of the chute. I know LSU's dealing with injuries. It's a big number, but I'm going to lay 10 in the first half with the Bulldogs. If you look back, Sean, to their game against Tennessee, up double figures at halftime. Against Oregon, up 28 3 at halftime. In the big games, Georgia comes ready to play, and you always hear it, right? It just means more in the SEC. They won a national title last year, Sean, but what did they not do? Didn't win the SEC. I think they're motivated. I think they're ready to go. I think they're going to put it on LSU, especially in that first half. So I laid the 10. In the first half with Georgia to the NFL, it's just a fishy line. Why are the Raiders only a pick? Actually a favorite in most spots against the Chargers. Mike Williams is out. Raiders have won back-to-back games. Very impressive last week against the Seahawks. They won in overtime since their last visit or last home game, which was a embarrassing loss to the Colts. They've won two in a row. I think they're starting to figure some things out. Uh, I'll take the Raiders here. And then we talked about it earlier. I'm surprised, Sean, it's not in your plays. Over 44-and-a-half with the Bears and Packers. With the Bears' defense, with Aaron Rodgers' success against them, I thought the uh, Packers' offense was humming pretty good against the Eagles last week. And Justin Fields apparently is 100% ready to go. I'll take the over 44-and-a-half at Soldier Field on Sunday. So there you go. Those are my five plays. If you're wondering what the current score is, it is your boy, 42, Sean King, 29.
2: Hey, by the way, I didn't take over in the Bears game because I had already sent my confidence picks in when I've heard and found out that Justin Fields would be available, so.
3: By the way, if you go perfect and score all 20 points, at minimum, I have eight. Crown me now, baby! Confidence (laughs) champion of the world!